If you want to be published by a traditional publisher, especially by one of the big ones, chances are you need an agent. An agent can be an invaluable partner. But how do you know if an agent is legit? Which literary agents should you avoid? How much do agents cost? Do you pay them up front? Do agents charge fees? Answers to these questions in episode 22 of Writing Pursuits. Welcome to the Writing Pursuits podcast, where authors like you discuss writing craft, author life, and book marketing strategies. I'm your host, Catherine McKee. I own Writing Pursuits and write and produce the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. In addition, I am a speculative fiction author. Writing Pursuits is for authors who drink too much coffee, endure judgmental looks from their furry writing companions, and struggle for words. If you are a writer seeking encouragement, information, and inspiration, this podcast is for you. Let's get to it. Hey, Writing Pursuits authors, welcome back to the podcast. To those of you who are new, I want to extend a special welcome. My name is Catherine McKee, and I'm glad you're here. Please leave a comment a star rating, and follow the show to help others find writing pursuits. Today, I'm keeping it short and sweet. To start off, I feel like I need to disclose that I am discussing a topic I'm not experienced with. I queried small publishers once at a conference when I was first starting out, and I was flattered to be asked for my full manuscript. But I had already made up my mind to be an indie author. However, I have plenty of friends and clients who do want to be represented by a literary agent, and many of my listeners want that too. So this episode is for you. This week, I've been thinking about scammers who prey on authors, so-called agents and publishers who are willing to take advantage of authors' dreams and work. It is a sad reality. Unprofessional professionals exist. Bad actors are everywhere. This drives me crazy. In January, The New York Times published an article entitled FBI Arrests Man Accused of Stealing Unpublished Book Manuscripts about the theft of manuscripts by an employee at Simon & Schuster, a 29-year-old named Filippo Bernardini. And I quote, According to the indictment, to get his hands on the manuscripts, Mr. Bernardini would send out emails impersonating real people working in the publishing industry, a specific editor, for example by using fake email addresses. He would employ slightly tweaked domain names like penguinrandornhouse.com instead of penguinrandomhouse.com, putting an RN in place of an M. The indictment said he had registered more than 160 fraudulent internet domains that impersonated publishing professionals and companies. Bernardini's phishing scheme targeted well-known authors like Ethan Hawke and Margaret Atwood, but also first-time authors. This is a horror story, a cautionary tale, and his thefts were well executed. He wasn't even an agent. He worked in the rights department at Simon & Schuster, and naturally, they were horrified when they found out what he was up to. Now that I have your attention, let's talk about a more common problem authors face, namely finding a reputable, hardworking, honest, professional, and successful agent to represent them. Last week, I saw a tweet about a group of nine authors who had been signed by one particular agent who worked at an agency. I'm not naming names, but here's what happened. The agent was let go, and the authors were dumped. In one fell swoop, they all lost representation. 
This was a dual failure on the part of the agent and the agency. Also, one of the replies to the tweet indicated the same thing had happened to another group of authors at the same agency a couple of years ago. This is so disappointing. In the replies to the tweet, other authors shared similar stories of wasted months in limbo, thinking they had representation only to discover they had to start the query process over again. How to choose a competent professional agent. When you are in the midst of sending out queries, you may fall into the mindset of a supplicant. You feel as though you are pleading with agents and editors to please look at my work just to give my manuscript a chance. That's true. But when someone takes you seriously and offers representation, your mindset needs to shift to that of a potential employer. Or you can think of it like you are becoming business partners. Do your due diligence. You are hiring the agent, not the other way around. Let that fact sink in. You should take the same care in selecting an agent as you would in hiring a lawyer or an accountant. An agent makes money because you created a product. You have every reason to expect your agent to be professional, honest, and to treat you with respect. An agent or publisher stands to make money, money from your work when they sell your manuscript or copies of your books. Be careful to do your research before you query them and again before you sign any contracts. This is a good time to hire a lawyer to represent you. How do agents get paid? A reputable agent gets paid solely by a commission on your sales. That's it. They make 10 to 15% commission. Their percentage comes out of what you are paid. If you receive a $10,000 advance, they get 15% of the $10,000, which is $1,500. If you earn royalties, and sometimes that's a big if, your agent gets 15% of those royalties. You can understand why agents dream of landing a client who hits a home run. That is why they pass on so many projects. They need manuscripts they know they can sell. How do you choose an agent? In a moment, I will give you some guidelines to use and warning signs to watch for. But first, a word from our sponsor. Writing Pursuits is run by Catherine McKee, who has been trusted by fiction authors since 2014 to take their writing to a new level of excellence. Catherine is a three-story method certified editor who specializes in story diagnostics, coaching, and line editing to help you prepare your story for the journey ahead. For more information, go to writingpursuits.com. The link is in the show notes. And now, back to the podcast. So far, we have established that your agent works for you. They make their money when you do. Unfortunately, there is no rating system for agents that I know of. There are professional organizations for literary agents, but membership is voluntary, not mandatory as they would be for a real estate agent. There's no test they have to pass, no bond they have to post, nothing like that. Word of mouth is about the best we can do. So do that. Here are some guidelines you can use. One, say no to any agent who offers to edit your manuscript for a fee. Of course I would say that because I'm an editor. However, you want an agent whose focus is selling manuscripts to publishers. They can help you polish your manuscript, but their efforts should come out of their future commission only after there is money from the sale. Agents earn their money after the sale, not before. Two, 
In fact, say no to any agent who tries to get a fee of any sort for any reason. A real agent makes money when you do. Three, check the Writer Beware site at sfwa.org. If an agent or their agency is listed there, well, Writer Beware. Four, look for an agent who is a member of the Association of American Literary Agents, AALA. Founded in 1991 as the Association of Authors' Representatives, AAR, they are undergoing a name change and a website build. Find the information you need for now at aaronline.org forward slash find. This is not the ultimate list because membership is voluntary, but those you find on the list pass some sort of check at some point. Be diligent. Five, ask around before you query. Honestly, see if you can find out who represents your favorite authors in your genre. Get references. Reach out. Ask around in forums like Absolute Right Water Cooler. Look in their Bewares, Recommendations, and Background Checks section. Six, if an agency doesn't list published books on its website, then it seems likely they have nothing to offer. I mean, everybody has to start somewhere, but they don't have to start with your book. Seven, find out which authors the agent represents. Find the information out, if at all possible. One resource is Publishers Marketplace. Most of the information for this site is under lock and key, requiring a membership. However, if you know the name of an agency or agent, give the search box a try. Eight, use Query Tracker. It's a free resource, but again, use caution. No place is 100% safe. Nine, interview the agent. Ask all the hard questions. Who do you represent? What is your process? How many clients do you represent? What is your ideal client? Who else at your agency will I be working with? And so on. There's a lot of questions on the internet. Do your research, ask the questions, and then listen to your gut. 10. Hire a lawyer to represent your best interests. For some reason, the involvement of a lawyer has a chilling effect on bad actors. Just saying. Watch for these warning signs. If someone contacts you, that's a major red flag. There's a vast difference in the number of authors seeking representation to the number of agents accepting submissions. Agents are not usually out there beating the bushes to find manuscripts. If they want to charge any upfront fee, no matter what it is called, walk away. Do not pay a signing fee, a retainer fee, a flat fee at contract signing, a reading fee, a submission fee, a critique fee, an advance, nada. The standard pay for literary agents is a 15% commission on an author's earnings. That is the standard. Don't fall for anything else. A legit literary agent is part of your project. They are a collaborator. They may ask you to revise, but they should not ask you to pay for editing from them. A reputable agent has other clients. Man, I know it must be difficult to get started as a literary agent, but they don't have to get started with your book. Verify that the authors the agent claims as their own are actually represented by that agent. Be a sleuth. Acknowledgement pages, author sites, direct questions. Just do your research. If an agent is pushing you toward a particular publisher, that is also a red flag. It is in an agent's best interest to shop a manuscript around to get a great offer. Research any publisher that is suggested to you. How does that publisher actually make their money? 
Do they make it from fees they charge the writers or from actual book sales? True story. I had a consultation with a potential client who told me about a so-called hybrid publisher who quoted her $10,000 to get her book published. My head almost exploded. She is an older first-time author, the perfect victim for an author scam. Granted, I don't know much about my new acquaintance, but what if she is on a fixed income? What if her dream is simply to publish her book, to hold it in her hands, to share it with her friends, and maybe to sell a few hundred copies? $10,000? Man, that's enough money to pay for two best of the best Alaskan cruises or several everything included holidays in Europe. Finally, watch out for claims, promises, and dream scenarios. If it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. Today, we've discussed literary agents, how they get paid, and how to know the difference between reputable ones and agents to avoid. This week's question is, have you ever fired an agent? Why? What advice do you have to share with other authors? Please share your comments for episode 22 at writingpursuits.com forward slash podcast. Thank you for joining me today. If you have questions about writing or need a story diagnostic, please go to writingpursuits.com. That's all I have for today. Until next time. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a comment and follow the podcast. If you're new around here, I hope you will sign up for the weekly newsletter, Writing Pursuits Tips for Authors. That link and all the links mentioned in today's episode are in the show notes at writingpursuits.com. Please join us on Wednesdays for new episodes and keep writing, my friends. Keep writing. Keep writing.